だ怒りに燃える投資があるなら巨大な Welcome to the Great Gundam Project. I'm Jackson. I'm John Bam. Hello. Hello. It's 2018. We made it. Oh my god, it really is. Yes. No, it's not 2018 <laughs> yet. Not even for you. No, it's four hours till 2018 over here.、Yeah. Do you know what episode this is, Jackson? 19. I do. You're right. You're correct. It is 19. Because it was 18 last week and I was definitely correct then, so it's easy to work out. <laughs> You know, this is gonna get real hard very quickly. I think once we get to a different show. Well, yes, no. Once it's a new show, it all falls apart. Are we still gonna keep、yeah. numbering them that way? Yes, we are. Shit.、But. Yeah, of course we are. Ah, <laughs>、uh, we're screwed. This is gonna be this. This will be two episodes、uh, a like, year. Yeah, exactly. This will be our biggest podcast by far. God. Well, at least the.、Um, well, we don't know. I assume the Patreon RSS feeds go back further than the Squarespace ones. Uh, who knows? Who knows? Who can, well, who can say? If these old episodes become inaccessible due to things beyond our I control, I mean, you can always go download them through Patreon itself. I know. I just there is always a chance that they could just disappear, and we're like, why are these files gone? I don't think that's. Yeah, I don't that's think that's going to happen. But we're going to be doing this for years. Who knows if Patreon will still be around in seven years? Yeah, no, that's fair. Uh, we'll do our best to keep these files around. Let people catch up on the Gundam. We are not a professional. We are not a like proper big podcast that can archive everything with hard drives and backups and stuff. We are a bedroom effort. Always will be. Yeah. Homemade artisanal podcasts. That's what you get. That's us, handcrafted in <laughs> the mines of Appalachia. We use every part of the Audacity file. Uh, that is not true. It's like two minutes of silence before this file, <laughs> that particular is... that we will not use. Absolutely not true. Have you been? Have you watched any anime? How's it going? Oh, it's 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 not great right now. I've、no. not been watching anime. Me, both of those things apply to me as well. So you got season four of Enterprise. So I guess I've technically been watching anime. <laughs> yeah, none more anime.、Oh. Season four of Enterprise is. This isn't the Star Trek podcast, but season four of Enterprise is amazing. It is the reward you get for having watched thirty seasons of Star Trek. <laughs> yeah, no, it only exists for people who are in that deep. But it's really nice if you are. Oh, <laughs> you you technically only really should need to watch uh t like have a working knowledge of TOS and seen TNG and maybe DS Nine and you're fine. You know, there's nothing Voyager related in there. No, but. The deeper in you are, the more you care. The more you, you get only out. Have to, you only have to watch like fourteen to eighteen episodes well, you only, of seasons of television. You only definitely have to watch seventeen、uh, episodes, seventeen seasons. So yeah. yeah, so you need to watch seven seasons of TNG, seven seasons of DS Nine, and three seasons of Enterprise. Optional are seven seasons of Voyager, and you need to know enough about the three seasons of TOS for just to have the working knowledge there. God, it's a lot. You have to be in so deep. I can't recommend anyone do this. But if you're there, if you're into Star Trek and you haven't got to season four of Enterprise, there's some incredible stuff waiting for you. Uh, yeah, no, for sure. I mean, people watch like 800 seasons of The Office and Doctor Who, right? Like Star Trek's better than those things. Star Trek is better than all of those things. 
Yeah, I have. I mean, I haven't seen The Office. It seems very good. You tell me to watch it regularly. Yeah, no, it's good. Uh, we shouldn't talk about Star Trek anymore. <laughs> no, no. Ah, oh, that's it. We got some yeah, good ones to talk good. about. Thank you very much for uh, being around in 2017. Let's hope oh, 2018. Someone, I I will mention. Someone gave us a pronunciation for Alba Oku or whatever. Oh yes. Um, I didn't. I did not actually look at it again to get it down correctly. Also, I feel like that person was may, might have been wrong. No, they're probably right. I don't know. It doesn't matter. It doesn't come up in these episodes. Thank God. <laughs> yes. Uh, there are some talk in the Discord, but anytime that I pronounce anything, it's always going to be wrong because I have. I try, but I have the most British voice of all time. So and it, it, you can tell always. So if I fuck up, I am sorry. Uh, mm-hmm. M's choice is to laugh at me when that happens. Yeah, it's it's not it's because it's not just you. Your whole country seems incapable, specifically of pronouncing Japanese anything. Yeah. So so what happened is you've bullied me for this for years, and then Jack the Key had to like pronounce some Japanese words in front of the table and was just as completely clown shoes as me. Uh, he was clown shoes beyond you. I know. Been. It was uh, embarrassing. I was embarrassed for Jack. It is a a curse upon us all. Uh but yes, no, thank you for sticking around in 2017. Hopefully you will continue to stick around as we proceed through the hell decade. It's not going to get any better, so strap in. Let's I mean, go. we're going to be watching Zeta, and if that? you quit now, if you quit now, you're the sucker. That's my take. That is, that is, mm-hmm. I meant the decade's not going to get any better. We're going to get ah, strength to strength. The universal century will doom us all, so. Mm-hmm. All right, let's do this. Let's watch the Gundam. <laughs> Episode 38 of Mobile Suit Gundam is called Shah and Sailor. Uh, it is called Shah and Sailor Together Again. Oh, okay. Nice little addition there. Yeah. Uh, we're going to try. I have, okay. I want to say, I have like 1,500 words between these two episodes. So we're going to try to take this a little differently and I'm going to read them. And Jackson's going to interject. And since it's the two of us, we kind of feel each other out. Uh, like I'll finish a paragraph and maybe Jackson will say something. Whatever. We're yeah, going to we'll try it this how, way. We'll see Because how this goes. there's so much summary in these episodes. They're very dense episodes. If this is a bit uh, awkward on the delivery front, that's why uh, we will go back to just doing proper like short summaries when the episodes get. Uh, allow it but i assume until now to the end of the series in like four episodes five episodes or something uh six we got three more weeks we don't have that long two more weeks oh god that we're only two weeks from the end <sighs> yes there are four episodes after oh. today oh no okay these yeah we'll we'll see how we go for the next three weeks because this <laughs> there's a there's so much still to come yeah all right what happens in this episode Amaro stands victorious in Texas, wondering who the strange force watching him is. Layla drives off under Shara's instruction, and the Red Comet readies to engage the Gundam. On the white base, the crew worries about Amaro, but are locked in a stalemate hiding behind rocks with Makube's fleet, unable to move for fatal giveaway their position. Amaro spots Lala before he spots Shar, and is so distracted Shar almost comes up on him and shoots him from behind, but Amaro senses the threat. All this does, however, is confirm to Shar that the Gundam is piloted by a new type, and Shar is proven right as Amaro susses out his ambush and attacks from above. The two trade blows, and Amaro begins to have the upper hand before he runs out of energy, and the Gundam stalls in the desert, and Shar escapes. Uh, this is good because it just basically establishes having new type powers as having spider sense. <laughs> yeah, no, Amaro specifically is like the most spider sense version of new type powers. Cause, because the, ne- the, the the other two new types we meet today, they do not have powers that work this exact way. No, I mean, they, they have this part of it. And like a lot of the new type stuff, which we'll get to as these episodes goes on, 
uh, is like very ill-defined on purpose and they're like feeling out what this even means but in Amro it's always just the most oh, someone's about to stab me and then can counter to stab them himself and it is yep. every time uh, one thing oh go ahead Oh, I was just gonna say that uh, Shah's amazing like plot armor is real. His new type powers have killed everyone who's ever come into like like any kind of engagement with him. But Shah's able to escape just because he's Shah. <laughs> uh, there's this really weird hinky bit of animation where the Gundam like does a flip over uh, Shah, and it lo- it's like basically animated straight out of a Sentai show, and it's very like un Gundam to me. Like mm-hmm. he the. I don't know if it's intentional because of one of the, like, B-plots of next episode, but I feel like the Gundam is increasingly animated more like a person moving and not a giant robot moving. Mm -hmm. I mean, I I don't know if that's just animation. Like, we need reference animation of the Gundam doing a flip, and so they look up a person. Or if it's like, no, Gundam, uh, Amro's become one with the Gundam. I would say column A, column B. I don't know. Yeah. I feel like this show is definitely implying that about the Gundam and it gets more explicit about like the lines between the two of them in the next episode. Uh, but also it's a show made on about a budget of six, six pence for like what they're doing. (laughs) Meanwhile, the Federation forces spot Xeon before anyone else and the sides are re-engaged in battle. The white base catches them from the other side and Sayla turns the tide of battle on the G fighters. The white base then heads into Texas to search for Amro. Three Jeeps head out to look for Amro, but Sayla's Jeep manages to instead encounter fleeing Shar, who jumps into her Jeep and interrogates her at gunpoint about what she's doing there. She scolds him for joining Xeon to get revenge on the Zabi family, and he instead reminds her of the story Jim Burrell told them of why their father founded Xeon. Xeon was created to usher in a new future based on the idea that mankind was evolving into new types that would bring about a golden age. Unfortunately, he fell sick, and on his deathbed, pointed to Degwin Zabi and said his name. Everyone assumed that he was naming his successor in the final moments, but in actuality, he was naming his killer! Or so says Jim Burrell. This belief, and the rapid disappearance of older Xeon officials, was why the siblings were split up and given new identities. Shah recounts all this to Sela and talks about joining the military to get close to the Zabi family, but he realized that just beginning revenge on the Zabis wasn't enough. New types are coming, and with them there, there cannot be a peace. A superior breed of human will always divide humanity. He implores Sela to leave for Earth to avoid this war, but she pleads with him to abandon his fight. Neither argument wins, and Shah runs away, leaving Sela to call after him. And did I mention Bright heard this whole conversation over <laughs> the comms? Oh, uh, he heard... Did he hear the whole conversation or did he only hear Sailor's side of the conversation? No, he heard because he's like, who's that voice? Because I, I couldn't tell how that was playing. Cause no, every- my implication is that he heard everything Char said. Char okay. never identified himself or anything. Yeah, because Char never identifies himself. But also the things Char says are so much more explicit than anything Sailor says. So I couldn't tell how that was being played. But uh, Bright does spend the whole time going like, hmm, hmm, as he's like the uh, only you mean, person like sweating and intensely asking himself <laughs> who her sister could do, who her brother could be. Yes, that's very good. Uh, I love Bright always. <laughs> you know, what a ridiculous um, commander. I'm glad he had the comms and not, like, someone else who didn't know what was going on. Oh, Fraubo is a mess at the moment. You know, uh, the, the final reveal of, like, what Shara's motivations are because of this ridiculous story Jim Burrell told them of the moment where he, the leader of the Zeons died and pointed to that man. And then that man goes, oh, he's named me the successor. <laughs> it's the most cartoon thing that's ever happened well, yeah, in the show. Yeah, th- so that backstory is just Star Wars crossed with X-Men. Like, exactly. It's really dumb. <laughs> like, oh, you got these two, two, like, uh, you know, someone takes control of their empire, and then we split out the two children, um, and then also there's mutants coming in the uh, the future, uh, and the guy with the, the helmet is going to lead them to the new way. Like, it's just fucking both of those things put together. It's kind of incredible. Uh, 
I don't know my feelings on this. I hmm. Shah's cool. I love Shah. He sucks. He sucks a lot. Um, speaking of X Men, like I had heard of Shah. At, like as a magneto type villain just from osmosis i assumed of like oh shah's like a shah was right hashtag type situation i don't feel like this has is true yet maybe it gets more complicated later maybe i've just picked up the wrong thing from osmosis and everyone just thinks he's a cool villain because he sucks so much he sucks yeah no uh i think that's stuff that might happen later i don't know because right now he's like oh i did have this plan to like just assassinate the bad guys who have taken over this thing but actually what if i controlled everything and ensured there was peace and i'm like shut yes. up Shaw. no i don't think there's anything in this particular show that we've read so far that would lead to any sort of read of char it's like a noble character at the best he is like the lesser of two evils over the space nazis yeah but he's still like what if i controlled the space nazi empire um, well, to be like, I feel like the argument is that they weren't a space Nazi empire until the uh, until the Zabi family took over. Sure, but he's just going to sit into that seat of power, and like maybe like his ideology is different. But he just wants mm-hmm. that machine in order to wipe out the Earth Federation himself. Yeah, like so, it is essentially at this point of the war irrelevant. Yep. Uh, this is a. Th- uh, th- uh, this also, I have another note here. Um, when he runs in uh, to Sela in the Jeep, uh, he talks, he's like, oh, you can't go back to the Trojan horse. And she's like, Trojan horse? You mean the white base? And I like that we're here 38 episodes later and nobody still knows how to communicate about their status because they've just not been, like, no one's on the same page, like, information-wise. Also, like, that includes the increasing assumption that Char is making is that the Earth Federation knows that they put a new type in charge of their robot death machine. Yep. And no, that just happened to be a lucky happenstance. <sighs> there is a lot of... Uh, I wonder how much was planned in the Gundam stuff. Uh, whether or not... I don't, I don't know if it being planned, like, actually matters that much. I don't like, think it whatever. matters, but... No, l- the, the, I think the secret is no television show is planned, right? No television show is planned, but... Anime is a little different in that every anime I've ever seen of this kind has like some thing in the, that is mentioned in the first episode that they don't reveal until like 60 episodes later that always mm. seems intentional. Like the new types had to have been a thing from the start. Um, may, prob- you know what? Probably like I would totally like start that with, oh, but some of them are psychic. But I the part where uh the leader of the zeons died with a hundred people standing around his bed is probably like oh we needed a scene here yes yeah who knows i don't know there's no way to know the way uh this goes but yeah it's it's interesting anyway Amro's trying to repair the gundam when he spots sailor back on her sojourn to look for him the white base receives word from the federation fleet that a ship shars presumably is leaving from the other side of texas they rush to pick up Amro and gundam in pursue but what kind of ship engages Char's zanzibar first the white base spots a strange object ahead of them and has to stop to make sure it isn't an explosive it instead turns out to be a mysterious box they collect but by the time they make it out of texas they find what kind of ship in a cloud of debris as shars killed the federation commander and fled Bright questions Sailor about the box and the message, as the box is addressed to her from her brother. It's the gold he offered her to flee the war and return to Earth. She tells Bright what it is and who gave it to her. Sailor alone cries under her pillow as she realizes that by not accepting this, she has undoubtedly lost her brother forever. The end. I like this scene because Bright's like, okay, Sailor, what the fuck's going on? Uh, and she's like, this is from my brother, but doesn't doesn't actually clarify. She does. <laughs> No, because he doesn't find out who her brother is until next episode. They have a whole conversation about it. Are you? No, she does it in this scene because she's like, who is this from? And he's like, the Red Comet, Shah Aznable. And he makes a face like, <gasps> I, yeah, but there's a whole, no, that whole scene, 
of her saying it's my brother is next episode because I have it specifically written down. Okay, I believe you. I I, I remember that being in this scene with the with the um with with the with him like saying who sent this briefcase. Yeah, she's like my brother, blah blah blah, and uh, I don't think she names. I think she gives his other name. Okay, uh, I I think you might be wrong, but I. I don't know. I did just watch it. There is a scene next episode because I was writing these as I watched it where she sits down and says, my brother is the Red Comet. He is Char. His real name is blah, blah, blah. I am blah, blah, blah. And then he's like, well, thank you for telling me you're in a hard spot. And then like holds her hand and walks away. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. That's, that's fine. Yes. But the, when I, yes, this whole, a lot happens very quickly. Uh, Rip kind though. Uh, Ripple kind. He gets like yep. seen this episode being like, we got to wait for them. We have to understand. We have to find the white base. It's fine. And then we don't even see him die. They just come across him. He's not even important to like fit into the screen time. He just gets killed off screen. Yep. No, for sure. Too much is going on to have Wak- like in an earlier episode. There'd have been a whole like subplot about Wakai. He'd have had a moment. He'd have died. I actually really no like that they time. all like are they're all standing in front of the window as they come out of Texas, and it, they're just all horrified. And you know exactly what it is, and then you see it, and it's it's as bad as you expect. Uh, it's also still funny that it's called Texas. Yeah, no, this is the last time we will talk about Texas, though. Unfortunately, rep Texas. Goodbye, Texas. You've served us well. Everybody, salute Texas. Episode 39 is called The New Type, Shalia Bull. This is a long one. This is a big episode. It's called the same thing both uh, uh, in the West and Japan. It is. Oh, right. Yeah, yes. sorry. We usually do the title thing, but that's just because it's the same one. This is a big episode. This might actually be the biggest episode yet. <laughs> we are in the final stretch. Let's begin the summary. The Federation is moving into Solomon Base, giving them a foothold into Xeon territory that they will use to end the war. People are celebrating, ships are docking, and everyone is feeling the momentum ship until suddenly beams lance out of the darkness, striking targets with supernatural precision, destroying supply lines and ships with no obvious source. There's only a strange sound and a mystery. Far away, on a distant asteroid, Char and the Galgook stand beside a new mobile suit. This is the Elmeth, the mobile armor Lala is piloting, using her new type of abilities to fire impossibly long distances no computer can account for. Her power is so strong that some people in the Federation ships can even hear it, Lala's name brushing against their minds. Even Mariah and the White Base can sense it, feeling that there is a voice out there in the darkness. The White Base is ordered into port because of the attacks, but not before they scramble the gun of another suits. Even Hayato gets in on it, conning the orphans into giving him a flight suit. Normally you'd think this would mean that he dies this episode, but he does not. I'm just going to get that out of the way. He does not die, thank God. I was like, oh man, no one has been more doomed than Hayato like, asking for a suit. But so much is going on that he doesn't even matter. No one cares. You don't matter enough to die. If ten episodes uh, right. enough, you'd be doomed. Uh, Bright be- briefly reminds Sailor of her duties and professes faith in her, putting a button on last episode before everyone launches into Lala's latest volley. So this opening with like them just all like there's like a brass band playing as like admirals land on Solomon base. And then suddenly these like f- beams from far away fire out of space is the coolest thing. <laughs> this is terrifying. <laughs> yes. No, 100 percent. Like, like the weirdness of like what a new type can like do to destabilize the battlefield has never been more profound in this moment because this episode begins with like at Solomon base uh and there's like uh, a band playing and the federation preparing for this big final battle uh and then suddenly like the air disappears and is replaced with music and all of these people just feel something and there are explosions everywhere and they don't know where it's coming from and it's like there's something is descending on them from another world it's yeah it's a lot. And the, the way the show like conveys it in the scene is really impactful as well. Mm-hmm. 
Amuro seemingly goes into a trance upon hearing the resonance of her strange power, and he floats in the void of psychic energy as he senses the beams coming and views it all through the psychedelic lens of his newfound realm of power. I'm going to stop here and mention that I linked the sequence in the show notes because it's honestly one of the best pieces of animation and literally has to be seen with your eyeballs, so please view it. Either way, Lala is tired and or Amuro senses, or she senses Amuro sensing her and her and Char retreat with Amuro bewildered behind. Uh, yes, please go to the show notes. I have a YouTube video I uploaded. If it's blocked in your country, my apologies. Uh, yeah. So this seems amazing. Uh, yes. My reaction was one, like the two fun. One, it was like, it's just they're doing 2001. Uh, yes. And two, there is nothing new under the sun. Evangelion is fake. <laughs> yes. No, 100%. This is all of the Evangelion, like in the cockpit, the world dissolving around them stuff. And it's so good here. Uh, it's all in Gundam, apparently. It's all here. Fuck yep. you. Look, right <laughs> this here. Is, this is one of the things I've been more most excited for us to get to, is the weird psychic shit at the end of the show. It's so crazy, because, like, th- like, what are the, the shots? Like, there's, there's uh, Amuro kind of, like, running against versions of himself in the void. There's mm-hmm. uh, Lala, like, becoming this weird blob of just animation with her face in the middle as she like expands. I, 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 I always looked at it as her like dissolving into like an ocean of her yes. dress or whatever. Yes, no, yeah. But yeah, that's basically what happens. Uh, there's, there's 2001 lights and the Gundam like copies itself and he's like looking around and in a void all the time. It's it's crazy. It's so good. Yep. Meanwhile, Giren Zabi is meeting with Shalia Bull, a lieutenant returning fresh from Jupiter. If you want to know what the most Gundam-ass sentence I could ever concoct naturally is, we did it. Right here. Mary Gundam. Yep. Giren questions him about being a new type, though Shalia mentions he's only got fast reflexes. Giren offers a report that would argue otherwise, and Shalia seemingly proves him right by intuiting that he's being sent to serve under Lady Cassilia. They're building a mobile suit specifically for his abilities, and Giren asks him to consider, with his special powers, why he's being sent to Cassilia specifically. When he arrives, it turns out the ship being built for him is the prototype Bro-Boat. Bro-Bro. Brow-Bro. Blah. We did this before, and it's going to continue to mess us up. Well, don't worry. I'm sure it will yeah. survive again. <laughs> Brow-Bro, which we've met being field tested in asteroid fields several episodes ago. Cecilia does mention, though, that if he shows an aptitude, they might replace Lala with him in the Elmet. Meanwhile, Shara is being told that the Elmuth itself is exhausting Lala as the ship is tied into her brain in some fashion due to long-range attacks and this technology is overloading her system. With this, Gundam officially has become Jedi Starfighter. <laughs> Either way, Shar, order, uh, Shar orders the Saikamu system adjusted to make it easier for her, even if it will limit some of her control. Lala takes all this in stride, but does warn Shar that the arriving Shalia Bull might have ill intent towards Shar specifically. Uh... Shalia Bull, like, coming in being like, no, I'm just the normal guy from Jupiter. And Garen Zabi's like, please don't tell me this. I have papers here. You can read my mind. And he's like, yes, I guess I can read your mind. Uh, I love Shalia Bull. He's, he's rip him from the start. Yes. No one has been more doomed. Because he just comes in, he's like, I'm just some guy. Hello. Uh, and they're like, actually, you're special. But not, like, special enough to be a main character. Uh, so off you go. Go to the front lines. You're going to do this now. And he's like, I, I guess I'll do that. Anyway, let's go die. Um, he's <laughs> yep. Uh, Shar questions Shalia testing him. Shalia tenses La- senses Lala's power and admits it's great, but also mentions that while Shar might have a winning personality, he's a little narrow-minded when it comes to the war at hand, which considering Shar doesn't actually care about the war at all, it's a pretty polite understatement. Back on the white base, Hayato and Amuro are working on the Gundam, which is beginning to overheat as Amuro pushes its limits with its rapidly increasing powers. 
Sayla tells Bright the full story about her being Shar's sister and offers him the gold, admitting it'll make her feel better. Bright, to his credit, is supportive of both her and her choice. Everyone is scrambled as the new ship approaches, and Amro senses that it's not Lala as he engages. Shali is able to read Amro's intent and discovers Amro is using his own power to locate the Brow Bro by situating himself between it and the Earth, feeling out a line between them using some sort of intuitive sense of space. The Brow Bro barely avoids the... Uh, oh, sorry... The Gundam barely avoids the Brow Bro's unique attack, which is that the guns can be let off online to attack from three vectors at once. The Gundam, however, is barely keeping up with the rest of the and the white best the oh, yeah. and the rest of the white base crew is totally outmatched as Kai gets the gun cannon's legs blown clean off by a stray shot. He's fine. Amaro's, He's fine. Kai's fine. Yes. <laughs> Amro is pushing the controls to their limit and is able to slip between the gun platforms and sense the Brow Bro itself diving in and blowing up the ships as the Gundam controls spark in his hands. Char laments the loss of Shalia, knowing that he was manipulated by Giron and Cassilia, and notes that for all their powers, the new types are just people, capable of failing and perhaps just stray mutations brought to light by the pressures of this war that has consumed all of humanity. Lala is dismayed at the thought, as she is clearly the special girl and has been raised to believe in a new type future. But is anyone truly ready for that future? The end. Yeah, a lot happens. It's so much. The rip, rip, Shalia bull. Rip, 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 rip. <laughs> Uh, uh yes him coming in and like critiquing char and char just like laughing off knowing this man clearly is out of his depth like he knows instantly from the read that charlie gets off him that he doesn't actually have the exactly the powers that Giran hopes he does no he's just some guy with like some vague new type powers it's like yep. i'm trying to think of an equivalent stuff it's just like what if smart well, no, guy like gets... like Giran Giran is thinks he's sending out Loxana Troy and he's actually sending Deanna yes yes okay there you go you got it yeah <laughs> that's an impenetrable reference to anyone who hasn't watched TNG <laughs> whatever TNG is a very popular show it's true and so it's like not that he's not a new type he's just not that good like sorry guy not everyone is the special boy yep he's like well I guess this just sucks I guess it's war war stuck and Lala is so incensed <laughs> Yes, She's no, because like, clearly Char immediately Char has been like taught like, oh, these new types are gonna come save us. Our my father's vision was that the new future of humanity is going to evolve and arise and it'll be a golden age. And no, actually they're just people and some of the people suck, and you're fighting one of them, and it doesn't mean anything, just that he's really good at piloting his Gundam. Turns out war is hell. <laughs> yeah. Don't know if you could have suspected such a thematic twist from Gundam. <laughs> but yeah, war no. is hell and all consuming. And no special power will save you. No, not in war. Unless you're the yeah. main character, in which case the special power will save you every time. Yeah, but like the ship is literally starting to fall apart in his hands, which is one of these things I love. Like at the beginning, like he was like reading from schematics and trying to figure out how to make the guns go. And mm -hmm. we're now at the point that the actual Gundam itself is just breaking down around him because he's yeah. too good at piloting. He's, it. he's too much of the special boy. Yeah. I mean, when you're when you're operating at like supernatural speeds in terms of your thought, yeah, no computer's gonna keep up with that. He should have plugged in that upgrade chip his dad gave him. <laughs> <laughs> the twist is it was actually exactly what he needed to like <laughs> double the reaction speed. God. Man. When we re when we uh, watch Gundam the Origin in like twenty years, we'll know that that's actually what the twist. Well, there's, was. there's a whole like arc of the show that's like twelve episodes about that chip. Uh, in the side six arc, I don't know what origin it really is, but it seems yeah, like no, a, I don't know. Seven hundred episodes about Garma. Every, I think. Every, yeah, everything I've seen on Twitter is just scenes of Shar and Garma <laughs> hanging out, being clearly boyfriend. He doesn't matter. He dies in seven episodes. He's fucking dead. <laughs> Garma does never matter to anyone. Yo, the only thing that matters about Garma is his huge portrait. <laughs> yeah. 
Like, we only like Ramaral because he's, like, the best dad in all of anime. Also, now we know his dad was named Jimba and had a son and was like, I'm going to fix this. I'm going to name my son something better and picked Ramba. <laughs> uh, I think we had Jimba Ra before. Had we? Yes. I, don't, I think I feel like this was the first time he was mentioned. No. Okay. He's like, I'm the son of Jimba Ra. Okay. Uh, when he's talking about Artesia and stuff. Boba Fett, son of Django Fett. <laughs> Ramba Ra, where? <laughs> God. Gundam's good. Gundam's so good. Yes. Yep. Glad no, we got to see it, the kids again. Yeah, no, the kids exist. Nobody died. Well, I guess I guess <laughs> Charlie Bull died. But nobody important died. Uh um in addition to our doomed new type dying, we also have just uh the woman who's like escorting her who uh who just has like cool glasses and a like fake she's, shot. She's she's the lady who was doing the experiments in the asteroid field. Okay, I was gonna say yes. she looked like that woman, but I thought that they died in the asteroid field. No, 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 they totally got away. Okay, that I was really confused because I recognized her, and I was like, "No, she's like she's like the weird mad scientist, I guess." All right, well, she's dead now. You know, <laughs> rip her. Yeah, no, that whole ship blew up. It was it it went really fast once Amro decided to use his plot powers to get past all of its. Defenses. There's only four episodes left. There's no fucking time. <laughs> Yeah, no, it, it, we're moving at a clip here. Like, I feel like this should have been, like, three episodes. Well, I, I, when we are done, we will look into, like, how much things change. Because I don't know when it got cancelled, if it, like, ended, or if it was cancelled, or if it mm-hmm. didn't, you know. Because I know that the Gundam didn't do well on its, like, first run, and Zeta happened after, like, the, the toys did super well. Yeah. So, it is totally possible that these last few episodes are very rushed. Yeah, but, like, remember, like, episodes, like, 3 through, like, 20 are, oh, everyone's hanging out, and then suddenly some Xeon soldiers show up with a new plan, and then Amuro comes out and fights them in the Gundam, and they're successful, and everyone celebrates. The end. That is... Over and over again. That is the whole show, yes. And now we are in, like, 17 things happening across, like, two fronts. Oh, it's pretty good. I like like it when the shows are good. Yeah, no. The show is very good. Uh... Yeah, no. The Brow Bro, rest in peace. Thankfully, I'll never have to say it again. Well, you don't know that. That could be a Brow Bro in something. Yep. Not mentioning this is, somewhere in these episodes, I don't remember which one, is Frau Bo is, like, just totally out beside herself and not functioning anymore. She's just a girl. She has no special powers. Amaru doesn't even like her. (laughs) Fucking sucks to be Frau Bo. Yeah, she's just tired. Everyone's tired. Everyone does not want to fight this war anymore. She's tired. She's just on this ship. The like person she like had a crush on and like grew up with doesn't even like her anymore. Her entire family's dead. She can't even keep up with the white man. It sucks to be Bravo so much. Yep. This episode also, I really like the implication early on that there are people with like not quite that are not quite new types but are more sensitive to new type stuff mm-hmm. like mirai hears lala's voice and there's a guy who about like right before he blows up is like i hear a voice and then there's a big explosion and he vaporizes <laughs> rip 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 yep. uh yeah the new type stuff is cool uh i want them to define it more i don't i don't really get what the new like new types being like the next evolution of humans and this weird like idea about well, we yeah gonna... like I th- yeah i think the idea is it's like it's like oh this is the next evolutionary step and like char's realization is maybe they're just maybe like under the pressure of all of humanity dying in the past year like it just brought out something that some people have already had and was laid dormant yeah so i, I wonder where they're gonna go with it because i don't the idea of like oh 
can we get humanity to a point where all the humans are like new types and cool and we've evolved to our true selves i don't know that seems dumb and very ungundam and they definitely back away from that by the end of the episode so well it's also it's also weird because like new like this institute where all the new types are being trained and like the belief in the new types is shown as like a specifically zeon thing like the earth federation does not seem to care or maybe even know about new types so you wonder if it's like a weird reflection of like eugenics in the space nazis right that there's like going to become a master race of people with psychic powers that are going to lead us to this golden age yeah no like that uh, i can see them doing that but then also like they tested Amra for his esp stuff like 15 episodes ago i didn't really know yeah. what was going on with that it's too much going on in gundam for them to stop and explain it now i will see where all the chips landed zeta i guess yeah exactly <laughs> but that's gundam that is gundam that is gundam yeah two episodes left um if you want to send, we'll probably do like a bigger episode at the end if people send in stuff. If you want to send in like questions about how we feel about this show specifically, uh, if you want to like ask Jackson to predict things about Zeta, you can't ask me because I've watched the first half of Zeta. Um, the past that we want, are both if, completely. Yes. If you want to like reflect on this show specifically at us, feel free. Podcast at abnormalmapping.com. Send us all the emails. I will read them because Jackson's much more spoiler versed than me. Yes. And we'll do a big like blowout end of episode in two weeks uh, when we're done. So <sighs> I'm so ready. Please look forward to that. Uh, Zeta's coming around the corner. Uh, tell your friends if they're not on board. Zeta will be a free episode. We're going to be plugging that hard. We're going to need to find the, a new like, first episode. We d- I did. I, I have it in <laughs> okay. the thing. I might have sent it to you already. One of the f- it's done. Uh, I don't know if you've seen the uh, YouTube video for the first um, episode of this, but one of the things we were like laughing at for like 12 minutes straight is when we put the Amro sprite like on the side of the video, <laughs> like like it was just uh, an RPG and he was talking fucking hilarious <laughs> yes 100 percent. so eventually we will run out of those sprites i'm sure as we get to like lesser important gundam shit no 08 ms team sprites who knows who, who knows? knows who even knows right thank you very much for listening no plug zone welcome to 2018 we're here let's keep going let's keep going goodbye have a good one bye yeah bye Amuro, Amuro. 宇宙の彼方に輝く星は
宇宙の果てにきらめく星はアムロお前が捨てたふるさとだ忘れはしない少年の日の誓いを青春をかけ守り抜けこの幸せをアムロ振り向くなアムロ男は寂しさ隠すもの隠すものただ明日へと明日へと永遠に覚えてゆかい少年の日のことを温かいぬくもりの中で目覚めた朝をアムロ振り向くなアムロ男は涙を見せぬもの見せぬものただ明日へと明日へと永遠